This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. We are out of the NBA season. I can't believe it. We'll have to make something up going forward. But let's uh, let's coronate Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets for maybe not playing a great offensive game last night because I thought that was a hard watch at times, but they did what they had to do. Jokic is ridiculous, and they got just enough. Finally, Michael Porter Jr. showed up. Yeah, made, made a made a clutch three. I mean, look, I, I think the reality, A.G., is that Jokic is the first player um, to be drafted outside of the top 15 to get the, both the regular season MVP and the finals MVP. Never been done before. So the, the style in which he plays, the additions on this team between Bruce Brown and Aaron Gordon and what he's meant to the squad, Jamal Murray, they're just – at the end of the day, you felt like Miami was trying to punch above their weight. Yeah. And it's – look, Jimmy Butler, that's a whole other conversation. But when you, when you, when you start looking at what Denver had, they, are, they were the best team. They were pound for pound the better team. And the better team has ran through this Western Conference playoffs and ran through the NBA Finals. And now we're having conversations about could they potentially. (laughs) I think they are for the next four to five years. I understand we kind of have to do that, but but I'd rather just spend a little time digesting what we just saw. Um, For instance... And, look, I know it's not easy being Jimmy Butler because he's a different kind of NBA star. But, man, if Jimmy had played, and I'm not talking about scoring 13 points in a row like he did in the fourth, but if Jimmy had been a little bit more aggressive Aggressive. and assertive to score early rather than, you know, getting other people involved – Maybe Miami would have been in a better position because I thought that they lost the game in the first half when they had the lead because that lead should have been bigger. So thank you for saying that. I mean, you were joking with me saying you were just seeing me on Get Up. That's the first thing I said on Get Up. I said, hey, look, people can say something didn't look right for Jimmy Butler, and I understand that. But in addition to maybe something not physically being right for him, but that's the ink when he has to get surgery in the postseason – there was a mentality shift that I needed to personally see because the, the Jimmy Butler just gets everybody touches in the first quarter. That's not the Jimmy Butler that needs to be presented when it's a game five on the road in a closeout scenario, Adam. Like when Denver is in foul trouble with multiple players and when they're shooting 7% from the three-point line in the first half, you need your star player to say, get on my back, Gabe mm-hmm. Benson. Get on my back, Max Struess. And I'm going to help you guys become more comfortable with the game as you watch me put my best foot forward and be aggressive. I'm going to start finding you later in the game after I've set the tone that I'm going to be dominant here offensively. And guess what? If you don't have it, Adam, you don't have it. Mm-hmm. But yet, I'm not going to leave a game in which Bam takes more shot attempts than I do. It, this is, I am the reason why we got here. I need to own that and take that to another level. And I agree with you. See, it, it, but we run the risk of this becoming Miami losing the series, you know, when, when, we, when no. we look at it that way. Because I agree, no. Den, Denver was better 
and played with the same level of desperation. That was always the the worst case scenario for the Heat, where the other team plays with the same level of desperation as Miami does, because the other team had better players. Oh, I, I see. I don't get into. I don't think we're even coming close to the narrative that Miami has lost the series. I think if you're looking at it through the prism of a fan, you want to see a team that is literally scratching and clawing and doing everything they can do. You want to see your best player who's led you to the promised land try to be as aggressive as possible, and you'll live with that at the end of the day. So is there, you know, is there room left for Miami Heat fans? You're going to feel positive. You're going to feel happy. But you're going to be disappointed. You feel like your team had a legit chance to win. Yeah. With Jimmy Butler and Eric Spolster felt like they had a legit chance to win. But we all also do know in the same breath that Denver has put an end to small ball to a degree moving forward. Like, and I said this off the top of our show, Adam, like the size with Jokic and Aaron Gordon <laughs> and Michael Porter Jr. And the length that they have on the defensive end. Like if you're, I've heard executives over the last week and a half talk about like, maybe we need to add Dwight Howard back to our lineup. <laughs> maybe we need to pull him back away from playing over in Taiwan, Taiwan and bring him back. Cause we need that size. Like it's changed the dynamic of how teams are going to be built. Um, because yeah. you can't just, face the floor, now it's about, like, can you actually combat them on the boards? By the way, Dwight Howard's hitting threes over in Taiwan. Over in Taiwan. <laughs> he said, Think about that. It's a, it is absolutely amazing. You mentioned Aaron Gordon. In a way, he might have been the most important player in this entire series. Adam Gold here with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Are most of your clients hands-on or they just give you their money and let it work for them? About 90% give the money and then we meet every year to, and go through status reports, sure. have a financial pit stop, making sure everything's fine. It is like a puzzle, Adam, but for the next 10 of you, we'll solve your own retirement puzzle at no cost or obligation. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. I mean, I, I so much of anything in life it's about fit. There are only a certain few individuals that it doesn't matter where you put them, they can stand on their own, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I think for Aaron Gordon, the expectations from being drafted so highly and being a guy that's supposed to carry a franchise, it's not really built that way. No. Um, you know, and, and I give Tim Conley a lot of credit for having getting a guy like that. Uh, even though he's no longer, he's the, you know, was the GM of the Denver Nuggets and now, you know, the president and GM of the Utah Jazz and, you know, got paid $15, $20 million more to do that. But I, I think the pieces and the job he's done defensively on the likes of Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, defensively on the likes he did with LeBron James, and now to end it with Jimmy Butler. Uh, and he had Anthony Edwards and people like that beforehand with Minnesota. Uh, those are the key cogs in the wheel that you need to win championships. Everybody focuses on Jokic and the scoring ability that they had guys that were willing to do it in the trenches as well. And it speaks volumes about the culture that Denver has. And maybe yeah. it as much because it's not known as well as Miami's culture. Jay Will, Jay Will, Keyshawn, and Max here on the Adam Gold Show. So where do we rank Jokic now as an all-time great? Is he top three? Is he top two? Is he higher than <laughs> LeBron? I don't know how we do this now that he's finally no, won one champ. Do we have a list? Do we have a definitive list? 
I mean, everybody likes to have lists. I, 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 here's my marker is there is no doubt that we have probably just experienced one of the best all time runs by a center in NBA history. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. Adam, would you agree? Quickly. Oh, yeah. there's no question. <laughs> no question about it. I mean, a so, small sample size. Yeah. I mean, yes, who's putting up exactly. these numbers? Well, so this is the next step that I need to see that all greats do. Like when you're winning MVPs, but your team is, you know, going out early, there is a little bit of a mark on your back individually. But now that they're NBA champions, like when we start talking about some of the best duos some of the best players to ever do it, who are you when now you are the center of attention 24-7? When the expectation is that you should always be there. You are no longer the underdog. Even if you weren't really this year C-wise, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now that you're the hunted each and every year. So, you know, they've been the hunter. You know, Michael Malone has talked about it. Uh, you know, Rui Hachimura has figured it out. Like, now you need to sustain that greatness. Right. And now I think we get a chance to see where Jokic will factor into all-time great list if he can continue to prove it being the hunted instead of just being the hunter. Here's what's what's interesting to me about the the rush to make lists is that we make lists before we have really enough evidence to put anybody anywhere unless your cake is basically already baked. So Jokic has got, what, another five, six, seven years of high-level basketball still to play? I mean, why would we? Why would we say now? I mean, I don't think you can legit, legitimately put him even in the top twenty right now. So unless we're doing a list, who's your best fifty? I don't know. Maybe he's on there somewhere, but I think it's too soon to put him on any list. So I agree. I mean, look, a lot of the job is forecasting, though, and and yeah. you can say though that um, you know certain players like when I watch Derrick Rose, I'm like, oh my goodness, the athleticism yeah. combined with the dexterity jumps off the page now. Is that athleticism sustainable long-term? In the league in which guys get hurt, and injuries can happen to anybody, but the probability is probably higher for Garrett Rose because he spends so much of his career above the rim, high flying. So you can factor into styles of play and equate that to longevity. It doesn't mean that you're always going to be right. But when you look at Jokic, you're like, his game isn't high flying, right? Like, it's about angles of attack which he's a master of leverage of angles of attack. Yeah. And it's about feel of the game and passing ability. And, and those aren't traits that you can see that can be affected through time. So if you're going to forecast and you're going to say that these numbers, you can't stop somebody from being a brilliant passer. You can't stop somebody from knocking a shot off. You, know, you just have incredible touch. So if you're forecasting all these attributes and you're factoring that into time and longevity, the numbers at the end of the day, if he is able to remain durable, are going to be one of the best of all time. Oh, there's no question. But we, we're, we're, my point is that we're just not anywhere close to being there just yet. You mentioned that we could be looking at this in Denver for an extended period of time, and we absolutely can. Uh, they will continue, I'm sure, if they're good at their jobs, find players who can help them, even late in drafts, even in second rounds. We see it all the time. Miami, for uh, for crying out loud, has got four undrafted uh, players in their rotation. I, I'm not. It's amazing, and a lot of that is coaching. A lot of that is just finding the right guys. Uh, but let me ask you about Miami going forward. Jimmy's getting older. 
Um, if I if I were looking down the road, I'd say we need to get the Heat to a point where Jimmy Butler is not the best player, but the second best player. So how do they go about the business of doing that? Because they have a lot of really good pieces who are still young. Well, you're seeing that Tyler Hero is set to make $27 million. So, I mean, he signed that big deal. I think you can use him as a trade asset because, frankly, I'm not sure. I know what he provides him offensively, but I'm not sure he fits directly into that culture. I, I take assets and I go get Dame. Yeah. I really do. I, I really think Bam is better as your third best player. Yes. I think Jimmy can still be a clutch player. But the one thing that this team is truly missing was another dynamic creator off the dribble. Yeah. It, it's, and Gabe Vincent was trying to do it. God bless him. He's going to make <laughs> 9 to $10 million a year. He deserves it. But outside of Jimmy Butler, there was really nobody else that could create their own shot off the dribble. So if you add Dane to this team that I truly think epitomizes Heat culture, I think him and Jimmy, they might clash from time to time, but that would be a competitive, healthy environment that him and Eric Spolster already live and breathe in daily. And that's a player that gives you the extra boost and the extra punch. They've already shown you the ability to find jewels in the draft yep. or jewels in free agency that fit as it relates to pieces of the puzzle. If you can find those pieces with Dame, Jimmy, and Ben, to be contending for the next couple of years. Jay Will, next week we'll talk about the the draft. We'll talk do a little Victor Wimbanyama, but I'm going to give you my top 10 all-time NBA uh, player list. You don't have to give me yours. I have, my top, I, have, I have LeBron 1. I have Michael 2. I have Magic 3. Magic was always one for me, but uh, Magic 3. Uh. Kareem, Russell, Wilt, Steph, KD, Bird, and Dirk. Those are my 10. Wow. I have not written them down. I need time to assess it because I feel like I might have a couple of problems with it. That's fine. That's fair. That's, uh, you know, it's, it is what it is. That's, That's I'll just, just leave it, it there. It's a solid <laughs> list, though. It's a solid list, and I'm not mad about Steph cracking your top ten. I'm with you on that. I, th- I, I thought about moving him ahead of Wilt, but Wilt was the original game changer when it came to athletic big man, so he deserves. And the only reason I have Wilt behind Russell is because he could never beat Russell. So Very true. <laughs> at some Very point, true. we go scoreboard. Because uh, Russell just kept winning, and it, I think the rest of that team, while great, wasn't necessarily that great. Russell, now, Russell now that, made them great. Are you, are you saying that KD, when it's all said and done, is top ten, or you have KD top ten right now? Right now, KD top ten. This is a this is seven foot guard. I mean, I'm not, I, I didn't even say anything. I just took a breath. I took a breath. You don't have to get defensive. No, I mean, no, I'm, I, not, I'm not getting defensive. I, I, plus, when you throw in his Twitter beefs, come on. So, wait, I, I didn't, <laughs> did I hear Kobe Bryant? No, you did not. I, I have him 11. I didn't go beyond. <laughs> I have Kobe I 11, Shaq, have to, I, Shaq 12, Hakeem 13. I might have to have Kobe over KD. Yeah, okay. We might have to go back and do that. I mean, I still think there's some work left to do for Kevin Durant. That's fair. That's fair. His race is not completely run either. Uh, Jay, I'll talk. I'll talk to you next week. We'll talk draft, and we could have a KD versus uh, Kobe debate. Oh, that's a hell of a debate. All right, AG. So, just so people know, 
when my son heard the ranking, my my top ten, he went, "How do you possibly have Kobe? Oh no, behind Kevin Durant? Yeah." And I said, "Cause I do." Yeah. I'm not knocking Kobe. I I think I had Kobe 11th, so it's not like he was far back. So I texted a friend, I'll just leave his name out of it, who has made his own list, and I said, am I crazy? He goes, nope, I 100% agree. Oh, okay. And it's from a valid source, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, look, we're... uh, it does at some point come down to personal taste for a lot of people. I know how players today view Kobe, right? The Today's players look at Kobe as a top five all-time player. For sure. But that's just, that's their era. They grew up watching him and idolizing him. To me, the reason I put Kobe behind some of these others is because, for the most part, every single one of these other players was a unicorn. Yeah. And Kobe isn't. Kobe is is a, a slightly lesser version of Jordan. Basically the same player. Jordan Light. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't want to disparage Kobe's career. He was the closest thing that we had to playing the way Jordan played. Yeah. The... The attitude, the confidence, the being difficult on teammates type of thing. I mean, Kobe was Jordan, and I'm not. I'm in no way knocking it. I could see it being a generational thing because even my generation, like every time you shoot, you know, garbage into a garbage can, you're like, oh, Kobe. <laughs> so it's a thing. It's a thing. That was so. That was my list, and my list could be wrong in your eyes, but your list could be wrong in my eyes. So we'll get Jay's list. Maybe Jay will give give us his list next week. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc.